sound this week. <laughs> Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. Go Phils. That's right. Go Phillies. I'm good, Jim. Thanks for asking. Life is good. The Phillies are 3-0 and in the, the MLB playoffs. That means a lot to everybody here on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, including us, the listeners, you, the listeners. So uh, I can't even focus because we decided to start recording. But I don't want to skip Chris here, but Jimmy was getting into a story where he's now just uh, like narcoleptically passing out, standing up when he, in his daily life. So if you want to just pick that up, Jim, I think this is worth listening to. Okay, here we go. So uh, <clears throat> I had COVID a long time ago, but uh, I don't think it's that. And then I had this, if you've listened for a while, you can hear all my trials and tribulations. Then I had this this ear infection thing that took me like a month to get over <laughs> in July. But um, now I've got like allergies right now. But when I got back from, so I didn't, all right, so I'm going to piece it all together. So I've got allergies I'm not again. At, not to interrupt, I'm not laughing at you, but it's funny to to. Talk about the hypothetical listener that's aware of your your ear infection. My ear song. infection. You might have listened for a while, and you might know that I talked about my ear infection a bunch. Please continue. Um, and I uh, – anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, uh, so, you know, for years now, we've been wearing masks all the time in stores, stuff like that. And I didn't have allergies for a long time. My allergies are back fucking triple-fold now. I've always had allergy issues my entire life, especially ragweed. And it's ragweed season. So I've got this like sinus cold thing. So the other day we were watching, what the fuck were we watching? Oh, we were watching um, uh, Sopranos, and there was a certain sequence that was really, really fucking funny. And I started laughing hysterically, but I started coughing at the same time, and I passed out. Digging up that sediment at the bottom of your lungs. It was like a, it was like a. <laughs> <laughs> And I fell over. My wife thought I was joking. She thought I was kidding. And I'm like, you know, I'm like laying there like a fucking turtle going. Oh, my God. And she's like laughing at me and she has no idea. She thinks I'm fucking around because I am known to fuck around. And I'm like, oh, shit. I think I just passed out. I just passed out. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then I started to think. One time I was driving on 95. Coming back from South Philadelphia, I had to go to Restaurant Supply. It's down by the stadium. If you're familiar with Philadelphia area, where the Eagles Stadium is, there's the Jetro sign. It's called the Jetro lot. If you go to Eagles games, well, it's actually a place. It's a Restaurant Supply store. It's called Jetro. And I was down there, and I was driving on 95, and I was drinking like a glass of water or something, but like my water bottle. I went down the wrong throat, and I started coughing, and I was passed out driving 70 miles an hour on 95, coughing. I ended up having to slow down and pull onto the like. <gasps> controlled breathing to get so there i am i'm just falling apart there weren't any any, uh cops pulling somebody over you could could have killed a couple of them i know like that lady (laughs) don't make me laugh that's what that that's what that lady's excuse was yeah (laughs) the drunk lady yeah there you go so there's my life right now how's yours brandon that's like i've I, i think probably the past year i've i've hit the the apex of physical health and I'm now in the downturn, right? Like thing, like things are now starting to just get worse for me. So I, I can start to relate to these stories of the 
male physical bodies giving out on you. And it's just funny to think about uh, knowing you and the stories that you guys have told about when you were younger. And now you're just fucking passing out at like a, a TV show, just trying to stand up and, and have a laugh. Now you're just collapsing standing up. I'm trying to think of exactly what it was. I think it was something Lorraine Bracco says. She's like talking about Tony Soprano or something. And I was in fuck like the way she said it, I was in fucking too. I was like, that is seriously the funniest thing that's ever been said on the show. And I was just like, oh my god, that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like Tony Soprano when he has the fucking anxiety attacks and falls over. There you go, full circle. Chris, how just are you? when uh, just when you become as uh, your apex mentally, your body just starts to collapse on you every every one my, little my, thing. <laughs> my mind's been slipping for a long time. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. you were saying like, oh, you reach your apex. Like I think I had like as a teenager, I was very fit and in shape. Then at some point in my late twenties, I was in shape. Then at some point in my mid thirties, I was in shape. It's not happening in my mid forties. It's just not coming back again. Now I'm just dying. Chris, Chris, how are you? I'm feeling bad for the fucking two of you. That's what I'm doing. Jesus Christ. I'm fine. I don't know why I'm your happy. bodies are falling apart like that. I'm happy. <laughs> as long as you're happy. And dying. Dying. <laughs> hey, we all dying. So did the better, brother. It's not, no, it's not falling apart. It's like uh, this is now the time where the stuff that I used to be able to get away with, I can't anymore. Oh, yeah. Is what I mean. Like drinking like all the, night used... and then, like doing stuff. Oh, oh or, or quite... Or quite possibly um, wrestling a grown adult at 1.30 on a Friday morning in the parking lot on 2nd Street next to the uh, Plow and the Stars. Is that what you did? Uh, I may have done that oh. <laughs> this week. I can't remember. I just didn't even realize. I didn't realize I, 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 I forgot to tell that story. Was that, Ma- was that Mawa sanctioned? Yes, it was Mawa sanctioned. <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. Um, Isn't that the Amer- uh, American Wrestling Association for yeah. Adults or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I, was I have no idea. Um, I uh, I got done work early on Thursday night, and uh, in the process of leaving, I saw some of my work buddies at the bar down the street, namely a coworker. Um, and uh so i went down i figured i'd talk to him for a little bit before i went home so we're sitting outside it's like 1 30 1 o'clock in the morning on friday thursday night in the friday morning and his roommate's there and somehow we get into this conversation about oh uh, uh another friend was talking about going to extreme rules and ronda rousey came up and i talked about how she wasn't a great wrestler and the uh, roommate of my friend starts telling me how she would choke me out. And I said, well, I don't know that to be true. She doesn't really hold a, a, a any kind of position like, you know, like legit ranking in jujitsu. She's great at judo. She kicked my ass in judo. She'd probably punch and kick the shit out of me standing up. But if we were just grappling, I don't know that she would choke me out. Maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, I do have some experience. Okay, can I cut you off for one second? Yeah. I just want to ask a question. So when you said she's not a good wrestler, you were talking about professional wrestling, correct? Yes. And this person was like, kick your ass. No, well, you know, hold on. He was he wasn't like that at all. That's what I, I was like, imagining. I, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, the way it no, sounded. no, 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 no. But yes, that's how it went down. The the attitude that you the 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 verbal response what was behind the verbal response that you assigned to it was a different attitude. It was more fun. 
than that. Man, we were joking around. And then somehow it got to that he would choke me out. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Okay, it's fine. You'll choke me out. That's great. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool. It's cool. You can do it. That's fine. I'm sure you can. Don't worry about it. I've definitely been this guy, too. Wait, and then we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then, then 15, 20 minutes, and I swear to God, it's probably like the last – so he's, he's needling me for 15 minutes. And the last five of those needles, he's tapping me on the arm. I bet you I can do it. I bet you I can do it. And I looked at him. I said, I'll give you the fucking choke. You won't be able to do it. So <laughs> we started joking around, and the bouncer from the plow gets nervous. And I looked at him. I said, we're friends. We're joking. Nothing is happening here. Uh, he's like, okay, cool. It's it's fine. And obviously, when you talk to him, when you see a group of guys and I'm in there and they've been drinking, you could tell immediately that I'm sober. Right? So eventually, he just continues to needle me and they go, fuck it. We're going into the park. I go, okay, we're going. I give him the rear naked choke. Completely locked in, like Titanic position. Like, I'm fucking sunk. And... You turned your your hips in towards it, like I, I told. I, I, exactly. <laughs> as for Brandon's I, instructions. <laughs> yeah, as for Brandon's instructions. Well, you know, here's the thing. I did not. We're in a parking lot, and I was like, look, there's like basic self defense things that you can do that would have made him realize that like, oh shit, I need to let go of this, and I couldn't do him because he was really fucking strong, and he was <laughs> completely locked in, and I'm starting to choke, and I'm saying to myself. I ain't choking. So I took him down and then beat the living, like, I mean, and when I say beat the living crap out of him, I mean, just abused them jujitsu wrestling wise, not like actually punched him or got angry or any of that shit. The funniest part about this is that as soon as we started, it was like somebody put up the world star bat signal and people just flocked into the parking lot with phones. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, and I could see this happening. And my, and Timmy, my friend Timmy, whose roommate it was, is like strategically like blocking everybody so they can't record it. And then he's like, you know, I'm strategic. Two days later, he's like, I'm blocking people so they can't record it. And then I woke up the next day and I thought, why weren't you recording that? <laughs> it's like everybody, <laughs> everybody. So anyway, I make the kid, I get the kid in the scarf hole and I make him tap out in the, in the uh, parking lot. Whatever. You got out of it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. What was the What was the trick? What was the? I turned into him. I turned my shoulder into him. I turned my shoulder into him. No, I I I just kind of worked my way behind him, you know. And then when I got a leg behind his leg and my hips lower than his hips, I basically just sat down. Was there any uh, moment where like, you're like, why the fuck am I doing this in the parking lot? By no, you know, here's the funny part. So after the fact that there was this adrenaline dump and this really, really um, uh, existential dread and stupidity that came up over me. Like, I really felt like I almost felt like I had just legitimately gotten a fight with some kid for no reason mm-hmm. and felt dumb and then felt because it was kind of grindy and ugly that my jujitsu sucks and that, and that, like, the way my mind works is when things don't go exactly the way I want them to when I'm legitimately training, I will overanalyze the shit out of everything and figure out what I did wrong. So I had all these different things poking at me, and I was like, this, is the, this was really bad. Why did you do this to yourself? I get home, 
and I got a skinned up knee. I'm 40 fucking six. I'm coming home from work with a skinned up knee from a parking garage in Old City. Big fan. Yeah. And um, who's awake? My fucking wife. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. You got any, you got any uh, Neosporin, any back team? Yeah. Did you cry? I have a you like, I'm so married. Sorry. I'm, I'm married to a wonderful woman, and I explained what happened, and uh, she left. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, that, that's. I mean, you know, it was fun. It was, you know what? Listen, and then my response to it was, and maybe it was just a justification for acting like a boob, but sometimes I think sometimes you got to be 17 years old again, it's and you got to throw some fucking chaos into your life, and it wasn't. Now, if I had lost. I would have been really upset with myself. Yeah, but all that, you know, all that training for nothing. Well, I mean, yeah, isn't that well, part of it? Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like they, um, anybody can win at any time. That's some of this stuff. When, 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 when I was asked later about it by one of the guys that was there, what did you do? I was like, I don't know. What did I do? And then I went through it in my head, and I remembered. I said because at that moment, my adrenaline was pumping so much that it actually. Like it, I had control of the situation mentally, but I had no control over where my brain was telling my body what to do. Right. Like once I got out of the position that I was in, I gave them a few like that. And jujitsu, like we use a term called cooking somebody. Mm-hmm. So you give them a position and the position itself sucks before the submission. You let them sit in that position for a couple seconds and just suffer. Mm-hmm. Then you tap them out. So I let them cook a few times uh, <laughs> in some really bad spots. But, you know, I know if it was like a situation where if I was at the gym training like that and somebody was talking all kinds of shit and I did that to him, I would have been looking around the room and talking shit about the guy while that was happening because it's a controlled setting. Mm -hmm. Like my brain is used to this thing happening in this place. But that was my brain is not used to that thing happening in a parking lot. So it was all very. Did you guys hug it out afterwards? We laughed. Yeah. Of course we laughed. We laughed our asses off. Give him a little props. You're like, you almost got me there, man. You almost got me. I did. Well, the funny part about it is, well, it is funny. Fuck it. He's, he's, he's an old skater and he has broken his arm so many times that he's kind of got like a, uh, jacked up arm. It's much smaller than his right arm is much smaller than his left. Pin arm. He's got a pin arm. And man, that left arm. It was ball order. Unbelievably fucking strong, man. Hmm. And I was like, dude, that, for, for that fucking one arm, you got to start beating <laughs> off with the right hand, bro, because that left hand is way too strong. <laughs> but, you know, and then, well, and then I get a text. I have a thing I do to just about everybody. When something ridiculous happens, an hour later after I don't see it, so if I leave the situation and an hour passes, I text you. Do you remember that time when yeah. this thing happened? Right, of course. I've gotten right? that many a time. And then dot, 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 that was awesome. I got a text from my buddy the next day. Do you remember the time you tapped him out in the park when you wrestled him <laughs> in the parking lot, beat the shit out, wrestled him in the parking lot? And I said, ah, uh, I remember the time I broke out of a rear naked choke and tapped him the fuck out. <laughs> and he goes, he woke up this morning and said, Oh my God! Why does my whole body hurt? Why are my clothes all dirty? <laughs> what happened last night? And my boy was like, "Dipshit, you decided to wrestle Chris in the parking lot, and he kicked the shit out of you." And he was like, "Why did I fucking do that?" And then I I saw him Sunday, and he actually apologized. He was like, "I'm really sorry, I did that to you." I was like, "Dude, you're getting the wrong impression here. This was mutual agreed on combat." We laughed our asses off, and I hung out for a while. It wasn't like I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm out. No, we just joked around, and then I went home in like 20, 30 minutes. 
But um, yeah, introduced a little seventeen-year-old uh, chaos into my forty-six-year-old life, and it nice. was uh, it well was done. fun. I fucking love was, everything about that man. That was great. That's story of the week, and it's way better than what I watched on AW. Do we want to talk about that? More importantly, how about this? Let's not talk about AEW. Any spooky movies? Did you watch any spooky movies? Brandon, did you watch any spooky movies yet? It's spooky season. I watched the uh, Munsters. That's that's why I had uh, messaged you about it, because I was sat down and was, like, genuinely excited for it. Um, As a a Netflix horrible Halloween movie fan, I've uh, I've watched Hubie Halloween five times, (laughs) just specifically because it's a bad Halloween movie and it just, I can relax to it. This didn't even hit that spot. It was it was bad in the worst ways possible. Let me hear uh, your Rob, opinions on it. Give me give me a reason why you didn't like it because we didn't we watched it in our house and we only lasted about thirty forty minutes and then we turned it off. So go ahead. I want to hear why you didn't like it. See, if we uh, yeah. I did, uh, so I'll tell you this. I tried to watch it three times. I I have never finished the movie. Uh, it, it was diff- you didn't start from the beginning three times. I did. I, okay. I I started from the beginning three separate times. It. It was like kitschy, but it lacked the kitsch. It was silly, but the char- no character stood out to you. Rob Zombie's wife was a particularly bad actress in it. And um, but each time, about 30, 40 minutes in, I just got like zonked around the same spot. Uh, I don't know if that's a deep analysis, but I think it just it, everything that stands out to you where it's like the the it's like a glowing every character is glowing and it's like warm and interesting and it looks like it's filmed in a warehouse and that just wears off really quickly see i disagree about cherry moon zombie i think she's the only one that looked like the part i think she looked like what the hell's her name mrs munster von de yeah, that's exactly yeah, what's her name yeah, what's, yeah. what's her what's the character's name lily lily i think she looked great she looked fantastic my problem was that I'm a big. But they like, all look great. The Monsters was funny. I thought the Monsters was funny as a kid. It, it, and if you watch it today, it's got some slapstick. It's pretty funny. This was not. There was not a single laugh. We watched it for 40 minutes. I didn't laugh once. And I said to my wife, I was like, "This is fucking terrible. This is not funny at all. I don't know what they're going for." It's like they had these kitschy jokes, but none of them were funny. None of them hit. And I'm not particularly a fan of Rob Zombie's films. I'm a horror guy. I like horror movies. I'm not really crazy about Rob Zombie films, and this one was a stinker, man. I good. It just felt like it was filmed in a. I said this before, but it's like in a building, and it's just like at a certain point, you're just like I, I can just feel these people like kicking around in this building, bored. Like you said, there's no comedy to it at all. You're watching Lily out to dinner with like a Dracula who's like showing pictures of his rats. Yeah. And shit, like I, it, there's some there's some overacting. You're watching a Dracula, and <laughs> there's like a fine line between like kitschy overacting that's meant to be funny and just a scene that isn't landing at all. And it kept falling on the wrong side of that again and again. Similar look. That fucking Undertaker movie with the New Day had a similar look to it. Yeah, cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like it's filmed on a stage. It was in four four D or four HK or whatever, so it was really clear and bright. But that was genuinely entertaining thing. This wasn't Monsters stunk. I the the Undertaker. I would watch the Undertaker thing over and over again. That thing was fun. 
This well, can I, uh, can I add something? Well, there's a couple of things. I haven't seen yes. this. I won't watch it. I okay. think Rob Zombie's movies are an abomination. I think they're all horrible. I like it. Um, I like House of a Thousand Corpses. It was fine. Yeah, that was one of the, uh, and I'll tell you, look, uh, there's a lot of people that like it. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire it life. It was fine. It was horrible. But that's um, completely, that's a perfect, completely like, average. But that's like a perfect, like, you land on either side of that. Like, I, right. I'm not surprised to hear both of those opinions. Right. I remember I said that about that, and somebody looked at me like, are you crazy? And I was like, I had never been so bored in my life in a movie theater. Funny story, real quick. Um, real quick. Um, Chris was one of the first people I personally knew that had a cell phone. Oh, yeah. House of Thousand Corpses was in theaters. And he and this guy went and saw it together, the movie, and they pocket-dialed my landline. <laughs> and they picked it up, and I'm like, I can hear them making fun of the movie. <laughs> I think it was door house with a thousand corpses, and I'm on the phone going, "Yo, your pocket dialed me. Hang up, hang up." <laughs> laughing my ass off because you know you couldn't. If I hung up my phone, if you called me, is this the way it worked? If you called me and I hung up the phone, sometimes it would stay live. You couldn't lose the call on landlines. So no, like, if I called, if I called was you, on your and I hung up on you. It still went. It still went. I think is what it was. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, God, God I think click, we're click, way click. past that at this point. <laughs> like, I mean, at the point in which this happened, I think that those uh, those problems were all ironed out at that point. Yeah. So there you go. Can go I ahead, add Chris. to that story? Yeah, King Because this is one I remember when it happened. Because Jim told me about it later. There's a scene in that movie. Spoiler alert! It's a 30 year old movie or whatever it is. He there's a scene in that movie where the father of the kids that are missing goes and looks for them. And he's in the backyard of the house and the evil sheriff shoots the guy. We're talking HOTC. Yes, we're taking HOTC. Yes, HRTC. The, the camera pans back and it, you know it's going to happen. And they did, a, in my opinion, a terrible job of setting up all the suspense in that movie. Right. The camera pans back. And takes way too long. He pulls the gun out. He sticks it to the guy's head. I'm making finger guns. We're going to get thrown out of, off of YouTube. For <laughs> no finger guns. Pulls the gun we'll, out. We'll put, we'll put some Fetterman ads in there. Clear it up. Pulls the gun out. He's holding it out. He's holding it out. He's holding it out. It's panning out. It's panning out. I mean, at this point, we're at the moon looking on the earth. It panned out so far. <laughs> and I yelled, ah, oh, just fucking shoot him already. <laughs> and then he shot him. But I think that's the moment where I called you. But um, what I was going to say was, is that you, all right, so first of all, they've attempted to remake this show in different forms like four times. You're talking about the monsters. Right? Monsters. Yeah. Um, there was, there was comedic rapport between Al Lewis and Fred Gwynn. They were on a television show before that together. Car 54, car, where are you? There you go. Yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo played Lily. She was in the fucking Ten Commandments. Oh, no, Spartacus she was in, I think, right? This is a legitimate big-time movie actor. They <laughs> The forcing of his wife in everything, in a main role. I, I know, you listen, I get it. I had love put her Sherry in Moon these, Zombie, man. They put her in main roles. Dude, she's in like these 55 movies. years old. She looks spectacular. Hey, she can't act. She can't act her way out of a paper bag. That's why I watch. 
I don't and really. You, and listen. what happened? And what happened? I turned it off. Yeah, I watched yeah. her, then I turned it off. Yeah. My wife agreed. We were both like, "Man, she fucking looks great, man. She looks awesome. This is great. This movie fucking stinks." I haven't watched one yet. I haven't watched one scary movie yet. Yeah, Funny. Jimmy, you brought the topic up. Do you, you have something else in mind? I have more uh, Sherry Moon zombie story. Uh, one time, I was drunk at a bar, and a girl showed up dressed up like Sherry Moon zombie in... Which zomb- what movie was it? Where Oh, ha- Lords of Salem. She had the makeup on and the sh- sweater, and I'm drunk. She's hanging Some out there. She's got costume. the makeup on. She's all fucking done up like her. I was underneath her shirt sucking titties in the bar. Oh, God, this is in the world, bro. There you go. Lord Almighty. Lord, Lord, Lord. We can't hide from our past. Lords of titties. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm the Lord of titties. Oh, God. House of 1,000 nipples. Glug, glug, glug. Yep. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Whatever. Have you Um, have you watched any good horror movies? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched uh, the Black Phone. Was that good? It is good. No, no, no. It was good. I was surprised. It was good. Yeah, it's got um Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke on the come up. He's in lots of stuff these days. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, I watched. I watched that movie on mushrooms and it ruined it for me. I was like, the kids acting. Oh, you watched that movie on Mushrooms. I watched The Black Phone on Mushrooms after Fish, and I was like, a bunch of us are watching it, and we were like, the kids start talking, and I was just, we were all just like, <laughs> that when they're in the, that scene in the beginning, there's like a classic ch- children's fight scene. Yeah. Where they go in the bathroom, and he's like, would you just say punk? And there's a kid, there's like a Native American kid who has, he's like dressed very tropishly like a Native American kid with the yeah. like, he's got the bandana. The war bonnet with the, on? With the, with the ban- yeah, like the bandana yeah, with yeah. the long brown hair and like a, oh, and a no. cut off. I forget the kid's name, Alfred. He's like, oh, his, he, he breaks the kid's face and he's like, he washes his hands in the sink and he was like, Kevin's Kevin's teeth were pretty hard as because he, because he, he hit him in the <laughs> teeth so many times it cut his knuckles. Gotta make a we bleed. were all just like, yeah, no, I man, can't watch. Make a bleed. That, well, you're on mushrooms. Then, you probably can't. Are you gonna watch a horror movie on mushrooms? Is being so pervy with the kids. We were like, oh, oh man, yeah, that was sweat bullets. It, I, so I can't say it wasn't good, but boy, I, we ended up laughing at it the whole time. Sorry, that that was good. Um, newer movies. Oh, I watched the remake of Hellraiser last night. Uh, the original Hellraiser isn't great. I know everybody loves it, but it's iconic. This was it's as iconic, good. but it's a piece of shit. It, this was as good. I found this very entertaining. It's a combination of the Hellraiser one, which is a pretty good horror movie, and Hellraiser two, which is a fucking terrible movie. He puts them together and kind of tells the same story. I thought that was pretty good. It's available on Hulu. You can watch it for free. Did you ever see the third Exorcist? Uh, <laughs> hell yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, I I just watched it recently. I didn't think that movie was bad. Dude, that movie fucking rules. The second like one's that? terrible. Good. The Heretics okay. stinks. The third one's good. Heretics, yeah, the one with James James Earl James Earl Jones, right? James Earl Jones, or is and they, they're in Africa. Fuck, what's his name? Liz Taylor's ex husband. Liz Taylor's ex husband, the British guy. Liz Taylor's ex husband was in it. Oh, uh, Richard Burton. Richard Burton. Richard Burton's in it. There you go. Who'd you say, Brandon? Lawrence. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Welk. <laughs> I was watching the Seinfeld episode where Lawrence Taylor, or not Seinfeld, uh, Sopranos, where Lawrence Taylor's playing poker. <laughs> That's and the one guy's like, yeah, you know, it's the problem of the blacks. And, and Lawrence Taylor's like, yup. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. So funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking for one, man. This is usually my favorite month of the year, and I've just kind of like been spinning my wheels all of a sudden. We're almost to the 15th, and I've got a list. I've got it. Uh, listen, guys, if you are listening at home, we are completely disinterested in AEW, so this is what we're going to talk about. So here's the spooky movies that I got. Here's my list of what I have to watch. Crimes of the Future, which is a um, David Cronenberg film. I haven't seen X yet. Brandon, have you seen X? I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see X. I haven't seen Pearl yet. I'm not gonna watch, I'll watch Pearl after I've seen X. I'll tell you what. We saw the ad for X, and my wife said, yeah, I don't want to watch that. That's spooky. Because she watched... She watched um, Let the Right One In. I think she watched the first episode of that show. It's a series? It's a, it's a Showtime. We have Showtime. It's a Showtime series. Yeah. I've seen the film and I read the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Vampire. So, I, I, yeah, The Vampire. It's, it's exactly what you remember it to be, what you know it to be. I have not – I don't – you know I, you know me. I recommend the film. The, the Swedish film, uh, Let the Right yeah. One In, fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mar- X, Bar- land, X lands like somewhere in between like that drag drag me to hell or drag you to hell which I love and and like a real horror movie in a in a weird spot I I liked it but you have to let me know what you think because yeah. there's the parts of it where it's like the horrible makeup right and creepiness and and like over the top gore but then they it doesn't go all the way there right it, it's still fun but continue. like just enough camp. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely it, camp. It's gonna it's gonna split down the middle for sure. Uh, speaking of crimes of the crimes of the future is about um in the future we've lost the ability to feel pain, so we're finding ways for sensory and kids eating sh- plastic. I don't know. It's fucking weird, but it's a Cronenberg film, so I'm into it. Barbarian. Have you seen Barbarian yet, Brandon? No, I think that's the same lane as X. I think that's the same. I'm down. The same squad. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's the same dude. Ty West, right? Ty West? Is that the director's name of X? Yeah. Know. Yeah. Nope. I haven't seen Nope yet. Have you seen Nope, Brandon? I have, yeah. What'd you think? That That is a really Without good spoilers, movie. spoilers, what do you tell me? It's a really good movie for 80% of it, and then it it's, it, it's like Signs, if you've seen that, mm-hmm. where it, it turns into like a heartwarming family movie i hope that's not too spoilersy yeah but... it's, it's totally dead but it's okay <laughs> i know well, you'll know what happened. it's okay yeah. watcher have you seen this yet no no it's about a stalker and the cursed it's a werewolf movie never heard of it that's my movies that's my spookers i'm gonna watch there you go have uh, you have a list chris what a list of horror movies! Yeah. I'm gonna watch now. I don't have a list. I don't These watch horror ones, movies. By the way, they're new. Yeah, yours are all new. Uh, there are. I'll give you my list of horror movies I watch. And there's a common thread. Wrath of Khan. Wrath. <laughs> I watch. I watch. I'll go out of my way. Jalen Master Killer. The Fog. Yeah, the Fog's good. Halloween one and two and Not three. Three. Fuck yeah. Yeah. One, two, and three. Um. Give me another one. Oh, Prince of Darkness. The Thing. Yeah, you're talking about John. So pretty much this is John, John Carpenter, Carpenter movies. movies. Yeah, okay. they're the only ones I really like. The rest of them are just kind of like it, it. It's it's um, it's just not my bag. You know, I, I I find them to be. I can't. And maybe it's just that I haven't watched them so long, so they've gotten away from this. But to me, when I watch these movies, I always say to myself, Why doesn't somebody just punch this guy in the fucking face? They're too scared. I get. Though. 
I get it. You have to be in that mindset. I just, I'm not in that mindset. And then the one I watched, we watched it. I watched it by accident. I didn't realize it was on. I turned the TV on. It was on. This was last year at Halloween. Was gay porn? You watch it by accident? Not, well, no, I'll watch I it on watch purpose. It on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one I watch on accident. Well, I mean, I turned it on. I, I kept it on because I knew how ridiculous it would be. Is uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Three? Isn't that the 3D one? Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So any of the 3D ones, and the first three Friday Thirteenths are good. But the rest of them, I mean, even like 3D movies on a 2D TV. Oh, it's so good. Out. It's so good. The part where you get like, he's like laying down and he gets up and he goes. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the spear gun. Spear gun. <laughs> the, the spear gun. <laughs> So I like any yeah. of those fucking movies. I, you know, here's the thing. If I can't laugh at it, if there's not like these parts of these movies that you're actually super enjoyable, you're like, yeah, because I like to root for that guy. Mm-hmm. I want that guy to win. And the thing about all of those movies is like, if you look at the original Halloween, I mean, it's an obvious people have pointed out many times. I'm not like, you know, reinventing a wheel by saying this Halloween and Halloween Two. everybody that dies has loose morals. Or is lazy. The only person that has strong, a strong moral compass is, is the one that defeats the bad guy, right? Or I mean, that's basically the yeah, that's basically it. So, I was I was watching uh, the second Halloween the other day, and I text Jim, you know, none of this shit would have happened if the fat security guard was watching his TV <laughs> instead of fucking reading a book. Looking at a fucking guns and ammo, Buck. He should have been watching his fucking TV. The guy walks right across the screen. Speaking of terrible movies that I watched back, horror movies, I watched Poltergeist. Oh, God. Ooh, tough one. Right? Now, it's like bad on so many levels. I remember like, watching that in the 80s and being like, oh, this is so scary. There are so many fucking dicks in that movie. Yeah. There's the neighbor who won't want them. First of all. There's a neighbor at the beginning of the movie. They're fighting over the remote control. The remote controls control both TVs. He's got 20 dudes in his fucking living room watching a football game. And his neighbor is fighting with him because uh, his kid wants to watch Mr. Rogers. So they're flipping back and forth. First of all, historical accuracy, Mr. Rogers was not on at fucking 3 p.m. on a fucking Sunday. All right. Nope. Like, that's when the football game would have been happening. 3 p.m. on a Sunday. They're fighting over it. Terrible human beings. All the people they bring into the house. Let's talk about people, like, not paying attention to the camera. There's the guy with the mustache that's supposed to be sitting there watching a camera, and he's listening to his headphones and just like, oh. There's the guy that goes into the kitchen, and he's like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me eat a piece of chicken with maggots in it. Let me bring out a raw steak. What is he doing with the raw steak? He's going to chew yeah. on the raw steak. He's going to cook the raw steak. Before you know it, he's pulling his face off. And he's a scallop. That's he's gotta the let greatest it part of that movie. Room temp. Remember? God, all right. So years ago, I, I see Henry Rollins live, right, doing a spoken word. And he, and he, uh, he, he talked about going sneaking out with his friend in D.C. to see The Exorcist and was scared to death, right? And then he snuck out again to see it with another friend to see that he was prove that he was tough. You know, like, I'll go see it again. I wasn't scared. But the second time he went, he went to a theater in an all black neighborhood and somebody made a fucking comment like they're making comments at the screen. And somebody made a comment that was so funny that he 
it like the the whole vibe was different. Right. And he made a comment that was so funny it ruined the whole movie. Now the movie was hilarious, right? I was scared to death of Poltergeist. Poltergeist was what 84, 85, 85 something yeah, like that. Uh, something like that. So I was nine or ten years old. Toby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll say eighty-four because Toby Hooper put out Life Force, which is a terrible movie. <laughs> space vampires, naked French space vampires. Uh, I think they came out in eighty-six, and that was after Polar Guys. Okay. So it's eighty-four, eighty-five. <laughs> so he, I can't even make money. Put, you were talking about this shit. I know about all this shit. I can't make money at. Go ahead, Chris. He puts out Paul. He does. They do Polar That we watch it, scared to death at it, scared the crap out of me. We then started to watch it on a regular basis, and that scene where the guy starts pulling his – became oh the scene you rewound a million times and paused <laughs> and laughed at, and all of a sudden the movie wasn't scary anymore, right? And then I went back and watched – I watched it as an adult and was like, Jeez. perfect example, same thing. So I watched it as an adult. Uh, if you remember, Jim and I watched The Fly one time, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen The Fly since I was a little kid. Still holds up, right? by the way. Great movie. But the scene where the flies in the web and he's like, help me. Oh, the original. Help yeah. me. The original one. Not the Cronenberg. Cronenberg one would be awesome, awesome forever. Yeah. But even the Vincent Price one's a great fucking movie. But the scene, I remember like being excited to see the scene where the fly was like, oh, help me. When the spider was going to eat him. I looked at it and I was like, oh, no. Because when I was a kid, I was terrified of it. And I looked That's at it so as an creepy. adult and I was like, so I looked creepy. at it as an adult and I was like, Oh no! Yeah, That's I know, but I was just like, I had, I had, I had different, different, like, you know, fucking, I remembered it differently. Right. So, like, you see these things, and then you're just like, oh, I mean, Jesus, we were afraid of the fucking space vampire from Buck Rogers. Oh, and, hell and yeah, the Vorvon. fucking thing was just, yeah. Brandon, thoughts? I've got a, I'll, I'll go through a little bit of a list I've got uh, off the top of my head, and you yeah. tell me if you've seen any of these, you have any thoughts, but before that, Chris, one of the funniest things you can do in the month of October is go see a scary movie in a, in a movie theater that's largely in a black area. Oh, God, they, yeah. It, it makes the – it totally, totally changes different experience. the experience. It's amazing. And it is so fucking funny. I remember we went to see the first It movie. Uh, not the the uh, the Michael Key, yeah, the the one from five or so years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a uh, a group of dudes screaming, and one of them ran down the steps, and the only thing out of his mouth was just he he been in the sewer. He screamed that out, and I was just like, we sit like my girlfriend and I were just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he has you know, been in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta remember, like like so. I don't mean to hold on. Let me just real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. I'm going to interrupt you real fast. I, you know, we went through an it already. Yeah. It was right? a TV that movie. Was on television. It. Yeah, it was on television. And it really, I mean, for a TV movie, it was not bad. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was it on TV. Um, So I didn't see. So you expect, you know what you're going to see, right? Like, I can only imagine being like 20. <laughs> And seeing that movie, or like 17 and seeing that for the first time. I can't get over the fact that the guy was more terrified of the guy being actually in a sewer. Well, he was just he's like, it was like, you know he means it, because he's been in he's been a, in the sewer waiting for it. <laughs> and that's the beginning of the movie. That's the first five minutes. Screaming. And we were just like, well, this is no longer a scary movie. This is just a funny experience. Excuse me. You can see me on video, I think. Blow my nose. I apologize. 
Yeah, don't pass out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Loom's coming out the back end. I'm laughing too hard. I'm farting. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That came through. Um, so. <laughs> Let me go on mute for a minute. You guys talk. A couple um that I, that I try to watch every year. Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think it's great. Like, so it's the same song every time. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Jim. So good. I yeah, love it. So good. Talk about kitschy, like all of the charm in the world, that movie. I don't know. This man. is maybe a deep cut. Gargoyles. Oh, fuck uh, yeah, dude. It's from the 70s. Dude, when dude. It's, the actual gargoyles outside of the buildings become alive. That was the first time in my life I saw the, the classic what's at the end of your bed scene. Like, I think they're Wait. tucked into bed and the gargoyle comes over the... This is like a TV movie from the 70s. Uh, they live in, the, in a cave? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I've that. never seen it. You sure you have? We watched it together. You're just probably too young to remember it. I'm just, uh, yeah, you're right. I probably watched it when we were little kids. Oh yeah, that was one of those that's movies a, that I was like, yeah, I fucking love this movie. I can't wait for Gargoyles to air. That's okay. a rewatchable. Um, right now, not not directly horror. Zodiac with Robert I've Downey. Seen. I've never seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's horror in the sense that it's so creepy, and there's nothing creepier than like the real serial killer that's never been caught. And uh, what's interesting about that movie is there's so many people that could be the Zodiac, and the, they all can't be. But it's just like how there's just so many fucking creeps out there Tech that you Cruise. run into either. Yeah, yeah. It's just like even who's not the Zodiac, just digging into the underworld of a city. There's creeps everywhere. That movie's so fucking good. Signs, I love. Signs. Uh, Signs. I, I, good. I still quote "Swing Away, Meryl" all the time. <laughs> What are you going to say about science? One thing about science, well, it's it's just his movies in general, um, M. Night Shyamalan. Once this, the special nature of it, the spoil is up, once you find out the uh, the twist at the end, the rewatchability for me kind of kind of dies off. I mean, I watched Sixth Sense a bunch of times. That was very good. Science is another one I watched a bunch. But Yeah, I like it. I think it might be a local. He, yeah, he certainly is. I like the local aspect of uh-huh. it, like Joaquin Phoenix being the the older brother that didn't move out of the house and being like the early conspiracy theory guy and the fucking like looking up Mexican news story being like Tim Boyle hat. He's watching yeah, Brazilian yeah. news and, like underneath the stairs watching this news broadcast like there's an alien. Yeah, that was pretty good. Charming. Um, I think that's it. The Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> you can watch Ray Liotta. Someone throw up on Ray Liotta. But... <laughs> In his eyes. I don't feel like yeah. in his Chris, eyes. Anything to add to this? No, I'm trying to think of uh, any of the... Oh, uh, I'll tell you a really good one where everybody's a piece of shit and a creep. Troll. The original Never Troll. Seen it. The original Troll. Yep. It's got, it's the, got like pretty much anybody that's ever been on an episode of Law & Order in a starring role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Is she in that? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. She's the dancer. We, yeah. we, uh, we saw in the movie theater, I think. You, you did. I did not say the movie. Yeah. Oh, and I got another one that would uh, that's fantastic because we talked about this the other day. Um, ooh, I was trying to think of one of the horror movies I watched already, and that was Creep Show. That's one I'll watch a million okay. times. The original Creep Show, yeah. Not yeah. the series. They have a series out. I haven't. No, nah, I haven't seen the series. But a lot of those anthology series, the majority mm-hmm. of the episodes are crap. Yeah. I.e. the Twilight Zone. Yeah. There's so many. Um. <laughs> but uh. But um. There's that one and uh, Swamp Thing. 
It's not really a Long horror thing. movie, but I'll watch that one a million times. And people were like, you, I always tell people, I saw this in the movie theater and I didn't see E.T. Yeah. Like no, if anybody e. brings up, it was the thing. We had a choice. We could see Swamp Thing or the Thing. They both came out the same weekend. No, 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 no. But when we went to go see Swamp Thing, the trailer for E.T. was on Swamp Thing. Oh, was it? Yeah, and I remember. I always say like that year we saw we could we had the choice to see. Or that year when people say like if they talk about E.T., I said I didn't see E.T. that year. I saw Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. And Adrian Barbell in it. Yeah, it's a bit. And I'll never forget my stepfather watching. We were watching it at home. It was on TV at home, and he's doing this because she's in the water in the swamp bathing. Adrian right? Barbell, yeah. With the with the water right over her nipples, and he's going like this to the TV. He's trying to look down it. <laughs> you know, we're little kids. We're like. Imagine <laughs> my step my stepfather used to he used to um take Christmas carols and just make them dirty when we were like five and six. And to this day, I can't sing some. You have an example? Oh, um. Yeah, the, the fucking, the greatest one of ever. I yeah, still say it. Yeah. Ringling, suck my thing, soon it will be Christmas yeah. Day. <laughs> in my head. That's the actual lyrics. I can't get them out. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ringling, suck my thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just timeless. He was a joyful man. Wonderful human. I've been walking around my house to uh, that fucking uh, Matthew Strider song. Go ahead. Going, nobody's going to suck me dry. <laughs> nobody's going to blow me clean. Oh, no. And sit. And my girlfriend just has it like stuck in her head, and she's just like, God damn it. Why do you get this shit stuck in my head? Nobody's going to suck me dry. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Sorry, we're just kicking it tonight, I guess. But... Was uh, was uh, one I like a lot, and a lot of this stuff's from my dad, Outer Limits. Was that around when you were? Yeah, it was on reruns, yeah. It's on Channel 57, I believe. There you go. Speaking of Channel 57, apparently Women of Wrestling is on there. W-O-W. Really? I had no idea. I just saw it pop up, and they get a, they got a, like a 250,000 people watched it. Well, that's good. That is good. I'm, I mean, just Saturday nights, it's, it's basically syndication. It's like Saturday nights in Philly. It's like Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Nice. I'll, I guess I'll check it out if I'm around. I'm not going to go out of my way to check it's it out. It's supposed to be good. Yeah. But it's getting 250 You double 000. that and you get AEW's numbers. You're getting, you're getting more than Rampage on a Saturday night at fucking 11 o'clock. Probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shall we go through Rampage real quick? Yeah, go through it. Go through Dynamite. Might as well <laughs> Let's talk about it. We were actually let me let me just let me just say this real quick before you start. We were actually sitting here before the podcast talking about how we had nothing we wanted to talk about, and is this going to be one of those thirty-five minute podcasts or <laughs> an hour and five minutes already? Yeah, have we been recording that long? I don't think so. See, I see the recording Everybody's numbers, Chris. Oh, what are your recording numbers at? We're at. Oh, okay. we're almost an hour. No, That's good. Almost an hour. All right, I'm just there. Here we go. You ready for all this? Let me know if you want to talk about it. <laughs> Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho and Semi Guevara. How about Wheeler Yuta versus MJF? Yeah, we could talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about it. Go ahead, Brian. My only thought when I was watching this was that uh, because of the technical wrestling issues with the show so consistently, MJF has, like, a, in his first match in Lord knows how long, is able to slot into this spot where him just doing like logical things is now going to put him right to the top as like a winner. And uh, 
I don't I don't know that I have a, a great point to be made about that, but I'm like, oh, okay, like this fucking guy's gonna luck into another win, despite, in my opinion, his lack of skill, just because everything else makes such little sense. I'll tell you, MJF looks like he put on some fucking weight. He looks like he's bulked up since he was gone for all this time. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I had some weird... I couldn't understand what was going on in the end with the ring. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Are we oh, he's baby-facing. He's baby-facing all yeah. the time. They have no uh, choice. Everybody cheers him. I did I did hear a, I did hear a um, an interview with Jericho where he was talking about how he told them, like, yeah, when you come back, you're going to be a baby-faced, whether you like it or not. Right. And, better learn you know, how to do it. Yep. Speaking of which, um, but they can't, they brought him in as such a heel again. That's what everybody you know? loves. I get it, but it's just like you brought him in as such a heel. You pretended he was going to be a baby face. You immediately made him a heel immediately with the same old heely crap. And now you're looking at him being a baby face. And it took like three weeks to go through all this. Da, 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 and I don't are. think I don't think we're anywhere near him being a true baby face. No, I think he's completely going to go back the other way. But it's just like here's a hint of that he has some humanity to him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then we're going to just we're, we're going to have him have these uh, noble um, do these somewhat noble acts, but still be a piece of shit that insults everybody because that's what people pay to see. They don't yeah. pay to see him running in happy and slap high fiving people. They pay to my, be insulted by him. Right. I guess my point is like the rest of the shit has been so uncompelling and like that he can just kind of walk into this spot that shouldn't be interesting and it's going to get like the biggest pops because. Oh, now he's the guy that's uh, compelling as someone that will roll away from a, a frog splash when no one else would do that because it's all about spots. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, speaking of which, uh, the actual heel of the show, uh, during the National Scissoring Day between the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, uh, the real heel <laughs> of AW, um, Swerve Strickland, Comes out and interrupts fucking National Scissoring Day. Man, I haven't heard somebody get booed that bad in a long time at a fucking wrestling show. Brandon, thoughts? I don't even remember this. you got to explain it to me. This was Wednesday. I watched this. So they, so they came out and they did this whole, like, uh, yeah, it's Scissoring Day, man. We had a, they had a fucking podium. They were doing this speech, and everybody's getting ready. Oh, we're the acclaimed, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole routine. They got Billy Gunn out there. And then Swerve Strickland came out and interfered, like interrupted and came out with a stone. And he's like, rock, break, scissors, <laughs> which was terrible. And then, but, but I mean, the place fucking lost their shit because they interrupted national scissoring that because dude, the acclaimed are fucking one of the biggest fucking acts in AW now. Like everybody goes nuts for them. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a very smart decision and it feels like, uh, from the press conference, swerve and keith lee like inserting themselves back into this picture and not being taking the road of like well, we had the titles now we're going to take a break uh i think they can get more heat here in in these kind of roles and they've been one of the more interesting things on the show chris i just think it's funny how i just thought of this that it seems to have been a a pattern in professional wrestling uh over the last, what, 10 years or so, when they just don't know when to pull people the fuck back, right? Like, it, it, you know, you see it in WWE, you would see it for, we saw it, we've saw it for the last 10, 15 years in WWE, we're seeing it now in AEW, where it's like, you know, you, you, you have the acclaim to win this title, and now they, they lost the title match on a pay-per-view to this team, then they beat this team in a rematch, right? 
And now that they've beat them, now this team is back. It's like, it doesn't it serve you to serve up somebody else and have something new and then bring Swerve and Keith Lee back at a later date? I just, they, they, they don't know when to end the sketch. Right? Like Saturday Night Live used to do that where the sketch just went too fucking long. All these sketches go too long. And by sketch, I mean like this little rivalry that we have. You don't have to have them fight every week. You can have them go away for a bit and come back and be the foil all the time. Like, okay, you've gotten this far. Here we are to fuck up your party again. And then disappear a little bit and then come back and disappear and come back. Here it's like, all right, you wrestled once. You wrestled twice. You won the championship. Okay, next chapter. We're just going to go back to the beginning of the chapter you just read. It's just, I, I just, I just don't fucking. It just, it, I it's, guess it's a, who, it's who, a pattern that we've been for years. And who else are we going to plug in to face the acclaimed after this? It at this point doesn't matter if you're just, just, you, just you have pick somebody, pick somebody. The Gun Club. Okay. I just picked them at random. Okay. Penta and then Phoenix. Anyone. Okay. I'm just saying it could it could be the Varsity Blondes. Right. Right. They don't have to be have a massive program. Give us something. Give us a, 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 a slew of tag teams that you decide you're just going to go on this fucking crazy run and beat the shit out of every tag team that comes up. It's not like you don't just drag people up from whatever town you're in. Right. Have them beat them one week. Have them be fucking somebody from Ring of Honor. Have them beat this and that one, this one, that one. Have them beat some people from New Japan. And then eventually, oh, you're on this great run? Guess what? We're back. We're going to fucking spoil it. We yeah. do a run-in. When everybody forgot that we existed, give them a chance. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Give people a chance to miss that thing that they really liked. They'll forget how much they liked it. And then when you bring it back, they'll be excited again. The only reason I disagree with you, Chris, is because I genuinely think how I see this company is like an indie promotion where the workers are kind of running the factory and you can push yourself along. I think in this situation for Swerve and Keith Lee, the reason they lost the belts was because the night of that CM Punk press conference, they came on next, and Tony Khan kind of freaked out when they asked him about what happened with the match with the acclaim. And he's like, yeah, we should rebook that, maybe for Grand Slam. And he, I, I don't think that that was a planned thing. And they, you could see on their face that night, they were like, what the fuck are you talking about, a rematch? I don't think that was like a scripted plan thing. So in this place where the workers run the factory, they immediately insert themselves if they lose on a, a bullshit thing. And they're like, whoa, 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 we didn't actually lose. That was bullshit. We're not going away just yet. That to me makes sense for them as like independent performers trying to get themselves over. And I'm like, good for them for that. Oh, well, then that, that I mean, the, them doing that and then coming back and all the things that you said make perfect sense. But to me, it doesn't make the story any more compelling. Right, of course. To me, I've been watching this story for a fucking month now. Time to move on. All right, you already I, had, if, you, you already had this the build, carrot. the climax, this, and then the collapse. How about if I put this carrot out there? It leads to Keith Lee versus Swerve Scott eventually. Because Keith Lee was not involved yeah. in this promo at all. And they've been teasing that for a long time. Now. For a long time. Yeah. Maybe that's the end game of this, to break them apart. Could be. You know, could be. Uh, I think, I think Swerve, is, it, Swerve and Keith Lee are both better off as a singles wrestler. This was kind of these dudes came together just to... 
kind of get each other over, if that's the term to use. But um, I think when it comes down to it, each of them need to be singles or leaders of a faction of some some type. Good. Yeah, I I don't I, every, I don't necessarily disagree, but I was enjoy. I guess all I could say is like I found them interesting as a tag team, and for all of the shit that happens on this show, I was certainly not in a rush to break them up or pull the titles from them. So, and maybe this is my fault that I'm the guy that's not watching wrestling the way Chris is describing, where he's like this story's over, and I'm looking at it like from a fucking tops down, including Tony Khan in the story perspective. But uh, I would like to. I would still like to see them get something else out of this. Not a thought, Chris, on it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to tell you right from the beginning that I thought that this entire uh, scissoring day thing was a complete waste of television time. I, I didn't. I think it was for the live I would, audience, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I get it. I, I, what I'm saying is, is like I was just kind of like, uh-huh. all right, we're doing this. I have to wait through this mm-hmm. to get to the next thing. Oh, I agree. And now I have to wait through this thing that I've seen a million times. I have to wait through it. Another version of that thing I've seen a million times. So I'm going to go up and take a poop because uh, <laughs> I'm not into this anymore. And, 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 and look, I go, when I make my, like when I, when I kind of come up with my commentary on something, I do it based on what did I think the moment it happened. And when the moment it happened, I was like, oh, okay. And I left. Now, that's me, you know? I was just like, all right, we're still here. I'm not sitting here going, they should push this guy. They should push that guy. I don't give a fuck who they push. I just want, I don't care who their fucking champions are. It doesn't fucking matter to me. I don't think, like, you know, like what we see online, they're holding him down, and this one did this, and that's why he's champ. I don't give a fuck. It's a fucking TV show, and I want it to be interesting. Right, that's why so we have So whoever, whatever story is going to make it. What's that? That's why we haven't mentioned certain things that happened. I don't want to exactly. About. It's been talked about fucking ad nauseum at this point. Right. I don't like, care. Right. Per- perfect example, and we'll move on. Uh, Jericho winning the Ring of Honor title. All of a sudden, because you know Jericho is good at what he does, all of a sudden the Ring of Honor co- title is, could be compelling. Yep. Because you have somebody that I want to watch and who is entertaining there. It's not necessarily the best worker it's not necessarily the best whatever. Oh, he's, you know, he, he's, he does not, he's not believable. He doesn't look like he, well, I, I'm guilty of saying that sometimes, so maybe I should dial that back. But it's, it's like, okay, we have a thing that nobody cares about, really. Nobody ever. And when I say nobody, I've been to Ring of Honor shows. There's not a lot of people at them. Uh, they can't sell out 2300 Arena. So no, let's, for all intents and purposes, nobody gives you shit. Let's take this thing that nobody gives a shit about and attach it to somebody that people actually do fucking like, and then we can lift that thing up and make it compelling. Because whatever you – you gave fucking Jericho a scarf, he got it over. You gave him a fucking clipboard, he got it over, right? So it made it compelling. It doesn't have anything to do with so-and-so deserves it. It's whatever makes the television show worth watching. They're building what I want to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems no, like this, Brandon, this just real didn't quick. make it worth watching. Real quick me. before I move on. Um, the whole thing with Jericho with the uh, Ring of Honor title is to build equity in Ring of Honor. I see what they're doing. We've, we're going like three weeks straight where they're just like Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. They're trying to sell this. 
Yes. This is something that they want to get on television to make money off of. Whether or not it it turns into uh, AW NXT, they're developmental, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But this is why he has the title. He's going to lose it to someone. Probably someone with some kind of like a bandito or somebody that has some kind of uh, ring of honor cachet. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what they're building to. So it's the reason it's been on TV. For, they've been talking about ring of honor nonstop for weeks. And the reason why is because they want to build equity to sell it as a television show that could be streaming or whatever. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I don't have any comments about the Ring of Honor thing. I think I, I completely agree with you. Uh, my point about the original match we were talking about, just to summarize it, is like, I guess I just think Swerve and Our Glory could be a fucking sick tag team. We watch, watch a lot of tag teams that are just immediately we're like, this isn't going to be good. That one, I was like, this could be something. Let's not rush to break it up. There's not a lot of spots on the single side of this company, whether you like it or not. It just right. seems to be the politics of it. It's contrasting. Contrasting styles always works. It's entertaining. That's why I, I mean, like, I like um, who's the two bald guys? Who's the bald guy and the other guy? FTR. FTR. I like FTR, but they're the same dude. They're interchangeable. They do the same shit. I like the contrasting style. I like the Daniel Bryan and Kane. You know what I mean? Like, I like that type of shit. It's kind of and they fun. just have yeah, exactly. Team Hell No. They just have yeah. weird personalities that I want. I'm like, what could these guys like? What would they? What, how do they get along? This right. guy's like a fucking Shakespeare. Like Chris was joking about this one guy talks like Shakespeare, talks like fucking uh, Hamlet, and the other guy is a the rap star personality. Like I want to see what they do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if they work together, they could probably put on some pretty decent promos and stuff too. So it would, entertaining promos could be fun. I don't. Know. All right. Final thoughts on this, Brandon or uh, Chris. Uh, I think I covered it. Brandon, you got anything else? Killing time. Yeah. <laughs> How about... <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to pass out. Uh, TNT Championship, Wardlow, and they pulled the mothballs off of the machine Brian Cage and put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're supposed to care about it. Um, good match, though. It was entertaining. Chris, thoughts? Or Brandon, thoughts? I, I... Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, I love... Uh, I'm a big fan of Brian Cage. Just seemed like he was just kind of like... Meh. I don't fucking care. Still was part of one of my favorite, still one of my favorite matches in AEW since we've been watching. So fucking that, you know, pandemic recorded Sting and Darby Allen thing in the warehouse. Hell and yeah. Then, you know, so I'm a big fan. Uh, Wardlow is, you know, is what he is. He, he works well as a baby face, uh, you know, um, so, but this was a lot of fun. Uh, two super athletic, ridiculously huge guys. So. Good stuff. Yeah, Definitely worth watching like a TV show, you know, a TV wrestling match Absolutely. on fucking Wednesday night. Fucking yeah. A, man. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I agree. Wardlow's, uh, Brian Cage is one of those guys that you kind of look at and you're like, it's a shame. I don't know what, what more to do with you, but you, you certainly are a fucking pro wrestler. <laughs> you look like a pro wrestler. <laughs> you look like, act like, everything. And uh, Wardlow's one of these like guys... Woodlow and um, there's certain people on this roster that um, look like stars. A guy that you would stick like on ESPN to talk about professional wrestling. Wardlow is one of them. Jade Cargill is another one. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, these are people that should be like they have that pro wrestling look to them. That's you know that's the reason why you see like um, 
Roman Reigns is all over the place. You know what I mean? Like they've got the size, they got the shape, they got the hair, they got the whole fucking routine. Wardlow's one of them. He's going to be facing this yeah. company for a long time. Yeah. Jade Cargill. Like yeah, they, Jade. they need to lay into those people a little bit where it's like, where you, if it's your first time watching, you should see Brian Cage and be like, he's definitely going to beat the fuck out of some people. Right. Like you, like you have like somebody comes over and they've never seen it before and you're like oh, I'm watching AW and yeah whatever put it on you be like oh, what do you see fucking Jade Cargill she's fucking ridiculous looking and they say someone's getting life. fired into the seats yeah yeah that's kind of funny because uh, we watched you got uh, Brandon was watching football I believe or baseball and I, a very important baseball game and I was watching a uh, WWE I turned on WWE and I watched their pay per view and we had just watched got done watching a movie I was like let me throw on this uh, WWE pay per view real quick. And we turned it on. It was just in case. It was just in time for the uh, Bailey match, Bailey versus Bianca Belair. And we watched that. It wasn't great, but I mean, it was fun. It was good. But then the next match was the I Quit match between K, uh, um, Finn Balor and the Canadian guy. What the fuck's his Edge. name? Edge. Edge. So <laughs> legendary Edge. So uh, we put it on, and my wife's like, "I'm like, well, we can turn this off. It's an I Quit match. It's going to stink." And she's like, "I don't know." They're both pretty really good looking. I was like, yes, they are. They are very attractive men. Let's watch this Let's watch this movie or watch this match. So there you go. The faces of the company. Put them on posters. Sell stuff. You get people that don't watch wrestling to do it. And I guarantee Wardlow and Jade Cargill are the ones that do it in this company. My wife did that. I, yeah, she'd be sleeping point. in the car. No, I didn't care. I don't care. I'd be like, you better get you a talk about anybody but me. Both of us I'm were, the only handsome Both of us were asleep earth. 10 minutes into that match. <laughs> I warned her ahead of time. I was like, I got to warn you, like, it's a no-quit match. It's an I-quit match, so there's going to be a referee jamming a microphone in her face saying, Okay. quit? No! I have a story. Go ahead. I know somebody was at this pay-per-view. And he was right there. I haven't watched this, so I'm not going to go back and watch it. But he said, if you watch it, I'm all over the camera in that I-quit match. He's like, and me being me, trying to help, at one point, they were throwing the mic cord, the cords, you know, so they'd be able to have the mic or whatever, whatever they needed the cable for, probably for the camera or whatever. And he's like, I grabbed the camera and threw it forward for the, <laughs> for the guy. And the guy looked at me and he went, don't. Don't ever don't. touch my stuff. And he was just like, yeah. So. yeah I, you know, it's a shame that I, I, I I was watching the Phillies, but I had the Peacock on my phone because I wanted to see Daniel Cormier. Some of these new apps now have this thing where if you screenshot the video that you're watching, it blacks it out. Yep. Really? So you so you look mm-hmm. at your screenshot and it's just a black screen. Yeah. I just think that is like one of the dumbest things for business possible. Like I'm trying to share a WWE photo with you guys and you're not allowing me to do it. What is the fucking purpose of that? Uh, talk to New Japan. They uh, won't let you post a single GIF. They'll knock you down. I hate It hurts that their shit. business. I want to send a funny picture of Daniel Cormier grabbing Riddle to you guys and it's just <laughs> the WWE is like, no, I can't. Like, you're, that wouldn't nope. be acceptable. You have to take a picture okay, of your cool. TV. Yeah. I won't talk about it then. No Fucker. one talks about fucking New Japan anymore. You know why? Because you don't see gifts of the cool shit anymore. That's used true, to. yeah. Back in the it's day, you used to. Now you That's don't. a new thing from them, huh? Uh, last, I don't know. Uh, be, Relatively. Uh, yeah, yeah, like last five years. 
back in the day, I wouldn't have known anything about New Japan until I saw fucking gifts of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and I was just like, whoa, who the fuck is this Michael Jackson motherfucker? I got to start watching New Japan. I think even less than that, like you, I remember, you see Kota Ibushi slam somebody directly on their neck. You're like, wow, that was ugly, but I, I got to see what this is. Yeah. Yeah, they strike it down. TV Asai. Cool place. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, okay, how about a good women's wrestling match on AEW? Can you believe it? Strangely, no dentist involved in this match. Athena, Willow Nightingale, and Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, Penelope Form, and Serena Deeb. Brandon thoughts? Well, she ended up being involved. I think she came out right after. She wasn't in the ring, um, though, thank God. Yeah, this was fucking fun, and it. Uh, we talked about Kenny Omega maybe booking this stuff, and it certainly felt like it here because it was a clearly different decision-making than what's going on with the rest of the show. And we get Willow Nightingale with a monster like pile driver and the pin, which is so not AEW, and uh, I'm sure you were thrilled about that, Jim. We, we went yeah, up to East Willow. to check out. I love some Willow Nightingale. Athena looked great, Chris. Thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm seeing eight people wrestling over and over again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking to death. Uh, by the way, Jay Lethal was on national television again. George Arbanks is on national television Jay Lethal was on national television again. Darby Allen was involved in a match. That was a good match. Uh, Hangman Page and Rush sucked. Um, can I can I just real quick? Yes. I, he is a fucking dud. Who's that? Hangman. Yeah, we've talked about this. You don't like I know. Him. I mean, I'm just the saying man, it again. Man. The guy is just a fucking dud, man. Like, what the fuck? Fuck, and he's going to be back in the title picture again. He's a baby against face, the non duddest of non duds, Mox. Yeah, like super non dud versus. Hey, I'm here. People love him, man. Hey, you don't uh, see. You, you don't get it. You know why you don't get it? Because I don't. I'm fucking don't not cowboy. If there's ever been a, a min, yes, it's the hangman. Yes, hangman. <laughs> he is a min. hangman. The hangman and the rushman. Now let's go back. And like I said, ooh, secret meeting. We're going to bring in Roosh. He's going to cause some problems in AEW by losing to everyone. He loses, he's, he's, they showed his record. He's now officially 500. Fuck. Way to go, guys. Final thoughts on uh, AEW Dynamite this week, Chris? I got nothing. Brandon. Um, I'm bored. I, I don't have anything. I did have a topic I'd like to talk about. Yes, if you don't have ahead. any other thoughts. Uh, the Shinzaki diary thing that you sent us. Chris, did you read that? Oh, yeah, uh, I did go through some of it. Let's say his name properly before I fuck over. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Jinsei Shinzaki. The, uh, he used to be... Uh, what was his name in WWE? I can't remember. Hakushi. His name is Hakushi. Hakushi. I fucking said Shinzaki. You did. You did a good job. Go ahead. Um, we should we should post it or something. I don't know if we will, but I just found out to be the most interesting thing I've read about uh, wrestling in a little while. It's a, it's basically just like this kayfabe diary of a a Japanese wrestler that's coming over as a jobber and like struggling to fit in in that mid '90s uh, WWF at the time, which was not any good on its own and he's like talking about 
like things I found interesting where he's like he kept having to wrestle Bob Holly. Bob Holly. It was clear, oh, that, clear that there's no communication between the two, which is shocking to me every time that these guys are going to go on live TV and wrestle each other and they wouldn't speak for a minute about what they were going to do. That's Call Chris, them all in the ring, I guess. That's great. Yeah, when they don't have they don't have a there's a language barrier between the two. Uh, it's just a compelling story. I, I felt like it's grown that um that Twitter thread. He added a bunch of more a bunch more shit to it. I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. Today's match was. Uh, <laughs> I'll read it to you. Okay, here's the here's the new one. June third, nineteen ninety five, in Rockford, Illinois, versus Bret Hart. Today's match was useless, partly because the audience was tired. Having had a good match at In Your House recently, it seemed like I am more, much more sluggish. Feel half-hearted in everything I do. I know that I have to. I have hit a wall since coming here. If I don't break through, I will never get to the top. I have to do more. Interact with fans. Bring out my opponents. Good points. I reflected a lot on everything after today. The number of fans that showed up was bad. Also, I have to do something. Uh, if you guys want to check this out, it's on Twitter. Um, it's, uh, user, it's at B-A-H-U-F-M-W. It's Bahu F-M-W. This guy is like the number one English-speaking, we'll call him, uh, scholar of F-M-W history. And he posted this whole thing. It's really fucking cool. I just don't think these guys even today get enough credit. when. It, but to read those stories about like he's has to do a fucking squash match in Los Angeles during a uh, January where it's, the weather's okay, but then he ends up getting stuck in Kansas City staying with Saito for a day before he gets to New York, but there's a blizzard. So Bull Nakano has to be the one to call him and say, hey, the next four shows are canceled. Go ahead and figure out what to do with yourself for nine days before you have another shitty match with Bob Holly. The guy's like really – doesn't know anyone. The guy's really trying to figure out what – he should do with himself, but he never stood a chance in the fucking first place because no. they, they were never going to give it to him. It's like, man. I'll read you another one. Ready? This is it's great. A compelling this story. One. April 2nd, the day after uh, April Bulls Day, 1995 in Hartford. Today is WrestleMania 11. There was a morning breakfast party with Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Doink, Adam Bomb, Mr. Saito, and Bull Nakano. The sight of all these wrestlers eating quietly is just like the Adams family. No match today. I was hoping I, I was hoping I could barge into Brett's match, but <laughs> then he says the show was the show today was very bad. Was very bad. Okay, this is this is uh, uh, I'm gonna read it verbatim. So it's the show today was very bad at all until the main event. Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> versus Lawrence Taylor, a pro football player. The match was good, and LT had star quality. Bigelow apparently made a million dollars for that match. I was amazed when I heard that. Bigelow was overjoyed with tears in his eyes when he realized that he became the most famous wrestler in the world today. It's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, I don't know if he's like, like, hey, it's innocence or what, but I thought it was WrestleMania. Maybe it was in your house or something, but he's like... I, th- I was hoping I could barge in on Bret Hart's match. <laughs> That's right. Like, you never fucking had a chance. You never had a no, chance. No, 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 no. He was no, working no, an angle. No, no. He was working an angle with Hart. Okay, no, cause... yeah, yeah. He, he Bret Hart wanted to work with him so bad. Well, he Bret said Hart that. Bret Hart loved him. He said that. 
or they, um, it, that came up in that book. Yeah, I uh, from listening to uh, um, the guy that desperately so desperately wants to be involved in professional wrestling that he puts a geriatric man that's on the brink of death into a wrestling match. Um, from listening to his podcast years ago, Bruce, yeah, okay. with Bruce Pritchard. You know, Bruce Pritchard will tell the story a certain way, but if you have any fucking idea about how 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 um you know the average the average man, especially somebody in that position in that group of people, thinks they treated Hakushi like shit. He was the fucking butt of every fucking joke that they could tell. He will tell it like, oh yeah, we were just kidding around with him. No, you were bullying fucking shit out of him. Don't tell me you weren't. It's just this like, <laughs> hey, you know, if you can't take it, maybe you shouldn't be here. That kind of behavior that obviously went around in professional wrestling in those days. But um, I, the, Brandon, I believe you said something about how almost it seemed like a negative. Sorry, sorry, Hakushi's that's his first name. Just with say again. Hakushi was his name. Hikushi that was his was name his in WWE. Name in WWF. Okay. Jinsei Sasaki's he, name. In I, yeah, again, I, yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah. not aware of this guy until you sent the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I remember we we saw him and we're like, Jimmy and I saw him. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I watched him in, in Michinoku Pro. Uh, Michinoku Pro. Michinoku Pro. That's where they were getting a lot of their guys through from, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, what's most interesting to me, because like, I saw it as like this honest, I'm going to give myself this honest inventory of what is going on and what I need to do better to get better and to break through. And like you said, he was never going to break through. No. It just wasn't going to happen. It wouldn't happen now. It certainly wasn't going to happen in what was this, the early 90s? He had a good run, though. It was like right. a year. He had a good run with Bret Hart. Bret Hart wanted to work with him. Yeah. Bret Hart liked him. WWE stunk at that time, 95. Oh, yeah. Maybe if he had come in as like. A plumber. Oh, you know what he should come in? I was trying to think of something like Japanese that. What is a Japanese job? The rice right. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 more like a, the ramen chef. <laughs> yeah, like sushi chef. There you yeah, go. Yeah, sushi there you go. Let's let's chop let's, let's your dumb pee-pee. it down. Let's dumb it down as much as we can, right? I don't or, understand or, this guy. Wait a what, minute. He's oh. Asian and he doesn't have a job that's Asian. Why is he a trash wait. man? <laughs> or like, oh, you <laughs> see this guy coming to the ring now? They found him in a jun- in an island on the South Pacific. He still thought World War Two was going on. Yeah. Like that kind <laughs> that of guy. shit. And he's that like, guy. you know, fucking Mikhail's Navy with the fucking slanted <laughs> eyes and the big teeth. He's like Viet Cong. He's been underground since the yeah, like oh, you know, oh, they were still finding men in the jungle that thought the war was on in 1996. Yeah, it's a very cool read. It's 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 just interesting for a guy that was like hopeful. He went over there and he was just like, yeah, maybe I can make it. He He's like, I just can't, then he I realized, can't figure out how to connect with these people. <laughs> I just can't figure it out. I mean, I mean, Kansas City. I'm stuck in Kansas City for the snowstorm. Right. I can't get over with these people. I can't figure it out. Do you, do you go into, like, you know, hindsight, right? Like, all right, just say, like, you know, somehow you manage to go back in time. You Like, you put your body, your, your, your now brain with everything you know back into your old body, you know, into your 20-year-old body, and you get into the wrestling business. And you realize – you know, that through the years you have already lived, that you've seen that it is the lowest form 
of understanding and 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 emotional growth and personal growth a majority of the fan base is that yeah right so there's no real trick right you have to dumb everything down to the base level so you need to come out and insult sports teams there you go we may think it's stupid you we may think it's stupid but guess what 90% 90% of that arena is going to fucking hate you for it. And they're going to pay money to watch you lose because you made fun of the fucking Eagles. And the story. dumb. Wrestling is yeah. hard. It's hard to watch. That's why we yes. called ourselves that. At times, it's just really fucking stupid. But it's not for us. <laughs> I don't think I think it's for really dumb people. You have to get over with really dumb people to pay the bills. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do by nature, most of us do, is we overcomplicate shit. And we think if I do this thing, they're gonna think I'm such a genius. No, nope. Daniel Bryan, later known as Brian Danielson, nobody gave a shit until he started yelling yes. Then everybody thought he was fucking great, right? Then they realized, holy shit, this guy's really good in the fucking ring. But a majority of the fans were like, I don't know, what is he doing? Vince was like, oh, he kind of looks like a goat. And they were like, yeah, let's make you the goat guy. Yeah, the goat. <laughs> oh, great. Fucking Terry Taylor. You and Terry Taylor can team You're up. You're the goat. Man. That should go well for me. Puke. Thanks, Vince. You can puke on command. Be puke. Be the pukeman. Right. Now he shits in a bag, that guy. <laughs> now he's bag shitter. <laughs> Yeah, at least no, I'm going fucking. I get the flames are just engulfing me. <laughs> if he, All right, if he coughs really hard, will he pass out? All right, next week on uh, AEW, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor Championship. We get Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, and Hikaru Shida's back. We get Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Also, don't we have Battle of the Belts or something this weekend? That was Friday night. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. I fucking watch it. Fucking what are the numbers on that? What's, Brian Th- what's Brandon Thurston say about the numbers on that? they got to be trash. He's going right? to say it was the greatest wrestling fucking show ever. Nah, Brandon Thurston's fucking... He just puts out numbers. He's a man. fucking wrestling observer guy. Brandon Thurston? I think so, yeah. He No, he's, he's a Tony Khan nerd. Yeah, he is. Are you sure about that, Chris? Yeah. Brandon Thurston, the guy that puts out just stats constantly. Yeah, I think there's some com- there's some connection. I, so. I could be wrong. No, I think you are wrong. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I forget what his his uh, little thing is, but uh, he just puts out stats. Yeah, I wonder what the numbers are for uh, for good old Dynamite on <laughs> or, or Rampage. I know it stinks. It's, it's almost as bad as WOW, which is airs Saturday nights at 11 p.m. in Philadelphia. Pretty excited I'm for not sure uh, if this I, week's uh, AEW. I'm not sure if I someone slipped a couple perk thirties into my coffee or we're we're talking about a Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus main event, but I'm <laughs> nodding off into the microphone. Right <laughs> oh my god! Uh, next week, let's talk about some uh, New Japan. Let's get caught up on New Japan. How about that? Sound fun? Mm-mm. They got some stuff going on. Do they? Yeah, their last show they got a brown belt. Jonah versus uh, Okada apparently was fucking bomb. I haven't watched it yet though. I'll check it Did out you end week. up going on the fucking uh, other podcast? What's that? Did you end up going on the other pod? No, it's next week. Next week? Yeah, it's the 18th. It was next week. I'm glad we talked about horror movies because I'm going to be on a horror movie 
bracket. Best horror movie of all time. I've looked at the bracket so far. It's a little vague, so I have to uh, iron out some uh, details about it. I don't want to spoil anything. Is it The Shining? Shining is on there. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Leprechaun's on there. <laughs> Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. That was going to mention that one. That's Pumpkinhead's a good one. one. Uh, I'm assuming this is uh, randomized. Bride of Frankenstein's on here. I think I would go. I, would you go Shining One? Is that crazy to say? Shining One. Top horror. I don't know. It's tough. I'm a big fan of Jaws. Jaws, yeah. I'm a big Jaws guy. You don't think about that as a horror movie. It definitely it scared is. the shit out of people. Psycho scared the shit out of people. Uh, the Exorcist scared the shit out of people. Uh, fucking, yeah, you think of movies like uh, The Birds? The Birds, is, the, fuck, the the birds is fucking horrifying. Swamp Thing? <laughs> it's fucking scary, bro. Yeah, Especially right. when the light's on fire and runs into the sun. <laughs> Especially when his arm grows back. That is his arm in the sun. That is crazy. Like, or when they turn, he turns the bad guy into uh, into a, like a fucking rat thing. Oh, uh, the one guy? What was that guy's name? <laughs> we had a name for him. <laughs> that actor. Um, pig man or something we called him. Well, he turns his little he turns his little uh, he turns his little helper into like a pig man. Hedgeman. Oh, it's, it's on it's on two it's on two. Uh, now that's Scooby, I believe. Ray Wise. There's the nothing scarier scarier than one Lu- already Lewis Jordan little helper and two then getting turned. You're both talking at the same time. Brandon, good. I said, now that's scary. There's nothing scarier than one being forced to be someone's little helper and then two being turned into a pig man. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. It was Lewis Jordan was the name. It was uh, Anton Arcane was was the yeah was Arcane the guy Arcane. Yeah. Yeah. His daughter is oh it was um Ray Wise is the doctor Doctor Holland Bruno was the guy that got turned into a pig. He was the he was the the first guy that gets dark that dark man dark man himself look like. Wait, did Sam Raimi do this? No, no, Wes Craven did it. Wes Craven did it. Okay, yeah, same actors. Um, I do have something I forgot I wanted to talk about. A couple things. Good. And I'm only bringing this up. It's WWE stuff, but I'm only bringing this up because we spent a lot of time talking about some of this shit, and I think we should uh, just I should put it out there. Um, number one, Gallows and Anderson are back at WWE. I didn't notice. Like, Gallows threw a bunch of like Shasta punches where you slap your arm when you chop the guy in the neck. Are they wearing the tie-dye tank tops anymore? No, they're they not wearing the tie-dye tank tops. Funny they're thing right. about them going back is because I'm uh, terminally online. Is that WWE fans are like, ha, ha, ha. We, you guys loved Gallows and Anderson. Now we got them. First of all, you're weird if you pick a team in this. You just don't yeah. watch professional wrestling. You're right. a fucking weirdo. Um. And they're like, yeah, we got him. And you guys are really mad. It's like, good riddance. <laughs> well, I got I got something for you that I thought was brilliant. That's, a, that's the Zach Ronaldo of, of pro wrestlers. It is. Go ahead. Don't, I don't want to say anything until we find out whether or not Jim's dying over there. <laughs> we'll keep talking, man. Fucking the show goes on, brother. Oh, my God. I'm dead. <laughs> um, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, so. Um, 
a certain genius named Jay White is telling people that he orchestrated the takeover of the Bullet Club being in every company in the world. I love it. It's all his orchestration, yeah. which was brilliant. But another rumor, which we don't lend any credence to, but I'm going to bring it up because I hope this is fucking true, is that WWE is extremely interested in Madison Square Taven. <laughs> I can't wait till the WWE fans realize how good he is. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody had made a, I don't know where I saw this at, I think I saw it on Twitter, but they made a comment that said, <laughs> Great. Now I can, now I can tank three different companies. <laughs> he tanked ROH. He tanked Impact. Now I can tank WWE. <laughs> I forgot he was even in Impact. That would be one of the yeah. funniest things if he became a big name in WWE. I would, I would totally get on board with him. He failed everywhere else and he goes to WWE. Oh, it's like, this is God. the place. I fucking got this. This is the place for me. This is where I just had to get to the big show. Yeah. Just give me a chance. Everything Some lights did, shine too bright. It was all their fault. Biggest return of the week. Gallows and Anderson at WWE, not the Bray Wyatt. Did you guys watch that return? I did. Yeah. I mean, it's predictable. We all knew it was going to happen eventually, right? Apparently, got a massive pop. He did. Yeah, I mean, it was. I I saw it when it happened. It was it was cool. And he can come back. It'll be awesome. He'll come back, right? Because he came back almost like he looked like the old school Bray Wyatt with the lantern and all that yeah, stuff. All those characters. Yeah, and they can. He could come back. He could ramble and ramble and ramble for hours on end I and then not. always lose. It'll not. be great. That was a Vince thing. He'll ramble and ramble. Dude, he used to go out there and just like talk and talk and you could tell and then him lose. He was just like what do you do? Like he even looked like like what am I doing out here? Yeah. And I'm going to do, 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 Hey Seth Browns. You know you think you're a master of the world. But something about masters of the world is I used to watch cartoon and it was called Masters of the Universe. And I'm a master of the universe. And I have all and the you're toys. only a master of the world. I'm actually literally looking around my room at shit to come up with this promo <laughs> that I'm doing. I think that's always like I going back to we were talking about that Japanese thing, I was like, that's always what shocks me is the lack of preparation. Like you think in your head you could do a decent wrestling promo until Vince McMahon's like, go do nine minutes. He's like, yeah, I got a couple ideas now. Like, I gotta oh, my God. I got to talk for nine. I got to talk from eight, to eight, ten. Wait a minute. You got to talk for nine minutes to an audience that 90% of them spends a majority of their time on fucking TikTok. Right. And you have to captivate them for nine minutes. They can't be captivated for more than 30 seconds. Right. It's almost impossible. Right? Right. Like, understand this now. Like, even me, I don't go on TikTok. If you don't get to the point in less than a fucking minute, I'm out. I have so many things I want to fucking do. That's why Vince uh, sexually harassed all those women was to get out. Yeah, so he can. Yeah, exactly. It was all exactly. planned. That's why he stole Vince all that is money. Always planned. No, <laughs> no. no. According it's to CM Punk, he's still running. He's still running the show. He might be. Inoki uh, stole all that money to get out. He was like, "Man, I got to die soon." Right, Inoki. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, New Japan. New Japan's getting hot, man. We're getting near uh, fucking Wrestle Kingdom in <laughs> two months. <laughs> was it almost Castle Attack or something? No, it was uh, beat Declaration Castle. of Independence or something like that. Declaration of War. Something really tough. Not King of Pro Wrestling. National Treasure? King of Pro Wrestling. It's Declaration. Now beat Takeshi's Castle. Takeshi's Castle. So. When that brown TV-shaped belt. 
Yeah, TV belt, the TV title. So it's a 15-minute time limit, and um, it's going to be defended on SIE TV, I think, weekly. And uh, it's pushed towards like faster map. They're they're I think they're scooping the high speed title idea. Younger, faster people. They're like, you know what? We're not filling stadiums. You know who is? The company that we bought, Stardom, is filling stadiums. We need to fucking copy them because we're fucking up. So they're going with a high speed belt, pretty much. They're calling it the TV. Okay. Title. All right. I guess we got some some uh, homework. Yeah, homework. Good homework. You know, is it? I think what happened, what may have happened with them, I wouldn't be surprised if with they who? constantly, uh, New Japan, yeah. I'm sorry, if they, con- we talked about with the COVID thing, and a lot of it had to do with COVID, but I think that they con- they were constantly picking the wrong, like, end date for COVID. <laughs> like, instead of just saying, like, look, this is going on until they say we're done, instead they're like, nah, we'll do the numbers, we'll be back in, like, a month and a half, and then they weren't back in a month, and we'll be back in, like, you know, three months, no, no, it's fucking four months later, and they're not back. I think it was that situation where it was, like, instead of just being like, look, this is where we're at until we're told we're not here anymore. Now, I think they kept looking towards the future and saying, look, we'll be out of this in three months. Oh, we'll be out of this in another five months. Well, we'll be out of it, and it never fucking happened. The the latest big show, uh, Jonah versus Okada was the main event, and it was cheering. It was pretty fucking intense the crowd was losing their shit also you see that uh the baseball league in japan they're not allowed to cheer you're not allowed to openly cheer you're only allowed to clap but osaka is like the philly of japan and they were fucking losing their shit at their baseball game and they're being shamed online and they're going to be fined and their team's going to be fine they're just like fuck you i'm fucking they don't give a shit they're still cheering. They don't give a shit. I love Osaka. Osaka's a great town. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So why yeah, we'll why do... is it like the Philly of... Because it's less... It's grimier. Okay. Tokyo is like New York. It's, it's right. cosmopolitan. Everybody's so beautiful and everything looks so pristine. You go to Osaka, you might get cursed at. I watched a, a, a restaurant refuse a group of uh, Chinese tourists and was cursing at them. And the Chinese tourists were like, and they were all screaming at each other in the street. I was like, tap my wife going, look at these motherfuckers. It was great. Oh. In Tokyo, it's different. Everybody's very polite. Yeah, I think it's around the world. If you get into a big enough city, it just becomes New York City. And it's just like, mm. it becomes like, I don't know. It's not as, I mean, it's pretty, but it's not as cool. Osaka's cool. That's the best advice I could give anyone. Like, if you ever go travel internationally, it's like rent a car, fly to the place that you think you want to go to, and then drive away from it to like the next place. Go someplace that else. would be a hundred times more fun. Yeah. Always just talking to my friend. Dark alley. I was just talking. My friend was in the Black Forest in mm-hmm. Germany. He was like explaining how how crazy it was. Like, it's called the Black Forest because it's so dense with trees that when yep. you see it, even during the day, there's just no light in right, it. Right. And he, he described that. It's called Freiburg. is the city next to He was like, that's very similar to Philadelphia where it's, like, manageable but uh, full of, like, bars and, and uh, places you can kind of kick around but not not as friendly. It's, like, just so much more fun in those yeah. places. I mean, Osaka is a big city, but it's it's definitely not as friendly. You need a little street smarts when you're walking around there. Don't get lost after night. You might get beat up, especially drunk. I don't know how these motherfuckers get that drunk. 
don't end up end up with their wallet in their pocket. You see people sleeping on the streets in fucking Tokyo. Everybody leaves them alone. I wouldn't do that in Osaka. Fuck that. You're talking about residents. Yeah, residents. Sleeping or on the streets. Travelers. Everything. Just getting drunk and forgetting where you were. People get fucking shit faced, man. It's insane. You, you gotta so remember, drunk, like, you throw up in your you know, own eyes. Tokyo, you know, like in the United States, there's people from Iowa to go to fucking New York. You know what I mean? It's the same thing in Japan. People from, you know, the other side of the fucking island go to Japan, go to Tokyo as a tourist sure. destination. Sure. They get shit faced and end up in the fucking street face down too. It's fucking crazy. I only, I, I only wait. experienced when I was over there. I only seen, saw two people that were like legit. Like you were like, whoa, somebody should call a fucking ambulance. Like I saw this girl like laying sideways, puke everywhere, just sleeping on a step. I was like, mm, interesting. And I saw some dude that was just like laid out in the street while people were going to work, walking around him, ignoring him, piss all over himself. I was just like, okay. They're not homeless people. Boss wanted to go drinking. They're just fucking wasted. I get it. There you go. There's my horror story. There's my horror movie of the week. I want to go. Yeah, we're going. Let's go. Fucking two years. We're going. I'm going. I'm buying it since Osaka is a Philly of of. Since Osaka is the Philly of Japan, I'm going to buy an Osaka Carp. Tigers hat. Is it Tigers? Osaka the Ki- yeah, Tigers, it's, yeah. It's yeah. the what I just looked them up. It is the they are the Hanshin Tigers. Hanshin Tigers. I'm down. Yeah. Dude, I would love to nice get into the Hanshin Tigers. Nice flat brim. When I was over Online, there, mine they're $112. I think they have sick hats too. I think <laughs> they do. Their, Their baseball uniforms are, are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. They, uh, their, their fans are like soccer fans too. They have drum circles at the top of the, that play fucking boom, 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 during baseball games. It's pretty cool. We went, we were there during the world's, their world series. I don't know what they called it. I'm assuming it's the world series over there too. And, um, somebody was telling me like, I want to go to my game. And I was like, Hey man, you better buy tickets soon. Cause I think they're going to win tomorrow. I was paying attention. I was on their, their TV trying to translate, figuring out what was going on sports wise. There you go. I hope you enjoyed it. all the wrestling talk this week. <laughs> I'm just going to wear an Ichiro jersey every day. Hell yeah. Yo, can't, you go. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. All right. Let's get out of here. Next I was just week, looking at it. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe we'll have uh, Japanese baseball team jerseys on. Thanks for joining us this week. Enjoy us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week almost 100 episodes.